Common Sense Media. Is it any good? The kids try hard and the dogs are cute, but nothing can save this clumsy, confusing mess of a movie. A few unresolved flashbacks, a barely related dream sequence, and sketchy special effects compound the root problems. The story is lacking motivation, consistency, and forward motion. The adult characters, along with the actors who portray them, are one-dimensional and irritating, and what little suspense the filmmakers manage to create never pays off. All in all, it's hard to award it even one star. Sounds great. Dogs, they're coming. They're coming your way. They'll be here soon. Helen Hickson was looking for a little adventure. Anything in Grammar's closet? What she found... That's it! ...was a magical bracelet with a mysterious past. And a whole lot of trouble. The bracelet changed you. Bring it on! You said much power. I don't know what I would do. Welcome to Rough Cuts. Okay, I don't understand why they're saying that there's no consistency or payoff. They started this movie out with a shot of the Nazis and the uh, bracelets that they have as magic, and they use that magic Nazi bracelet at the end of this movie to solve the dog napping. That is a setup and payoff. What What's the you, problem? You can't set up your family film by starting with the Third Reich. God you can, it, then they did. <laughs> God damn it, movie. <laughs> you can and they did. And it has payoff because it, it, it goes at the end of it too where where the other girl, the, the French girl, yeah. in, in the most big air quotes I can, um, the French girl talks about, like to her grandmare, about her being a French resistance soldier that was actually a Nazi sympathizer or something, I don't know, and gets the specific special Nazi bracelet from grandma and then they bring it all together in the end when... The other little girl uses it to do a homophobia. Look, um, I, I promise this is a dog movie. We watched <laughs> a dog movie. I just didn't expect it to go like this. The oh. first ten seconds are a Hitler ritual. What like, the fuck movie? I want to point out that someone in the props department of this movie had to do a Hitler painting. They sure did. They had to do a yeah. Hitler painting, because that was... That was a movie-specific yeah. Hitler painting that they used for five seconds. Oh, God. And then a whole bunch of... I don't know if that was... The, okay, do you think that was an archival shot of them doing the Hitler salute? Or did they make cast members do it? Just... Archival? Just, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping. It had to be. Okay, They also we, made a homemade swastika, so that was... There was a lot of arts and crafts by the props department for this movie. Yeah. So we watched The Bracelet of Bordeaux, a fun family film. About dogs. <laughs> about uh, dogs. Okay. So this movie is about, I have, it's about girl sprouts. Yeah. Punks and goths. Yeah. Um, Italian mobsters on steamboats. Yes. And Hitler's magical Nazi bracelet. Yes. Also, two other things that I have written down here to help out. Um, ice Cream Nightmare and Into Jazz. So, this, this, it's okay. about all of these things. This, oh, and Texas. Me, oh my god, there's so much Texas. There's a lot of Texas. Let me, okay, let me preface this. We've been blabbering for about three minutes because we don't know what the fuck to do. This movie is so weird and it's like a... a it's like a 90-minute fever dream of what the fuck. <laughs> and we don't even know where to start. And, oh god. <laughs> this is one of the greatest films I've ever seen. It's the most avant-garde piece of media <laughs> that we've probably ever watched on this podcast. <laughs> Let's Highly recommend it. Five I, stars. I actually, um, as a B-movie, this might be one of the best B-movies I've seen on the podcast. And I, it's not intending to be that. No, that that's why it's a good B-movie. Because somebody did Hell. this thinking that they were making a real movie. And they, what they made is a fever dream nightmare of I, avant-garde bullshit. 
I, I also want to point out, what we're about to say sounds extremely crazy and like we're making it up. And I want to let you know that everything we're about to tell you about this movie is 100% accurate. We have a tendency to to exaggerate for a joke. That is not this episode. <laughs> there's zero. We, there's, there's no, no way exaggeration. you can exaggerate a single thing in this movie. This no. movie exaggerates itself to a point that there's no way we can. We, we could not come up with things that are as crazy as what we actually saw. Okay? Correct. Let me Let me tell you that before we get in. I think the literal only way to talk about this film is to just go straight through it. There's no way to explain anything. (laughs) Strap in for a two-hour conversation about every scene in this movie because that's the only way to describe it. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, Okay. so we did the Hitler ritual. Then where does it it go right after that, boy? Because you you take the next scene. Okay, so it goes from a young woman... So she she's sitting in like an attic, putting some stuff away with pictures of Hitler and and hiding things in a box to fun CGI planes and happy full house music for credits. Yeah, brought up, brought up, brought up, It's extreme '90s sitcom music. It's so jarring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then they have a Harry Potter title font. Yeah, they sure do. So after this, we go to our main character, uh, who's a young girl, mm-hmm. flying in a plane to Texas with a bunch of terrible people, which is a running theme in this movie, because everybody in this movie except for one character is fucking terrible. <laughs> There's two, actually, but uh, we'll get to that. There's yeah. Everyone in this movie is a nightmare person. Like, yes. They are... Be, it, it's, it is hard to describe how awful these people are. Every single person is a monster. So because they're going to Texas, the flight attendant is, is talking about how shitty Texas is to this girl, while the pilot is also saying, hey, there's acid rain coming, don't forget to bottle it up, it's delicious, it's Texas. Oh, God, he does say that, yeah. It sure does. Show us your white, mild, white Texas smile. And and then they land in Chem City, Texas. Yes. <laughs> where all of the oil wells are, so that she can meet her uh, mom and dad at the airport, I guess. No, she meets the mom, and then they, they go to the dad who's at the car rental. The car yes. rental. Yes, <laughs> correct. Course. Where and then the dad leans down and puts his arms out and she goes Rufus and runs over to her dog instead past her dad, which yep. cracked. Yeah, yeah. A Rufus is a very small Pomeranian, adorable. It's a very adorable Pom- Pomeranian. That yeah. it, Rufus gets a pet here because she hugs uh, Rufus. It's true. That that will not happen again for a while. <laughs> so so they they get their car. Because it's Texas, it's a Hummer that has uh, bullhorns, long horns attached to it, I guess. And then they drive by a bunch of B-roll footage of oil wells, because it's Texas. Yeah, and her dad's in, like, a lariat tie with a, like, Texas state thing on it, which he has all the time, and, like, a 10-gallon hat, and he's like... Oh, yeah. we're going to Texas, you, you bet, because the uh, dual Texas oil wells, my oil wells are coming in when my oil wells get us money on our cattle ranch from Texas. They shot this movie in Texas. Mm-hmm. This is not somebody who doesn't know what Texas is. This is somebody who has been to Texas and shot video of Texas. They it, still don't know what Texas is. It premiered at the Austin City Film Festival. Yeah. It yeah. it literally shits on Texas for ninety minutes of this film, in the most absurd way possible. Like it, it's hard oh, to describe. Man. Anyway, so they go into their house. Um, in their house is a small child bound and gagged. Um, a small French child. Well, uh, you say that. <laughs> I, I am, uh, how you say, French. Ho, ho. Oh, oui, oui. Oh, mademoiselle, thank you for rescuing me. I'm talking it. So, uh, uh, my dog got stolen. I am, I am a yeah. girl. 
Uh, and I, yeah. I need to find my dog, my little doggy. It, it goes in and out like that. That's her French accent. It's really good. But so she's, she explains that they're like, oh, we should call the cops because you were bound and gagged in here. And you're saying that your dog was, they mugged you and your dog was stolen. And she goes, you can't call the cops. When I called them, they insisted he's lost. How did she call her? Because she was bound and gagged in this house. This stranger's house. Well, to be fair, the parents care more that they stole their couch than that they stole this little girl's dog and bound and gagged her and left her there. True. Very true. Also, we know that there's a lot of crime in this area before they go into the house. I forgot about this. They know that there's a lot of crime in this area before they even go into the house. Because yeah. in their door uh, of their new house is a newspaper, which is just a sheet of paper that somebody printed out on a printer. Yeah. <laughs> that says, crime up 90% in big letters with no pictures and no other text. Otherwise, we wouldn't know that there was crime. Yes. See, so, Well, anyways, she tells them that the person who who tied her up and left her there was wearing a costume. So they show his fetish gear collar. She has, yes, she has the collar. She has it, doesn't she? She does, yeah. She has it. She just has it. It's just a, it's like a studded dog collar. It's just, it's it's definitely a dog dog collar. It's a studded punk dog collar. And then she, then it cuts to the punks. Do you want to take Oh God, the punks. Oh, so the punks are like the lamest Midwest, like, White people that think they're punk but definitely aren't punk punks. <laughs> and they have chains they, on their wallet, boys. They're definitely they, punks. They went to Hot Topic and Spencer's and called it punk. Like that's the that's the level of punk we got. And I, and one of them didn't want to cut their hair for the show to get a yeah. mohawk, so they just braided it into like three spikes and called it good. Yeah, it's very braided and then like temporary spray painted colored like yeah. blue, but only on the tips. Like the rest of his hair on the sides isn't. And it must have been a million degrees out because he's just like pouring sweat all the time. So his hair is all greasy and like falling over yeah. in these weird braids that they've tried to like glue up. It's and at one point, he tries to fix it a little bit in this first scene. And so, of course, they do a boing of sound effect over it, like you do. Look, when you have free sound effects and free, you know, assets you can use in your film, you just throw them in there, right? You just put them all in. Just put them all in. I downloaded all these. They're fucking going. <laughs> but, okay, so they meet the punks. The punks are stealing dogs. That's the plot. The punks are stealing dogs for their Italian muff. <laughs> yes. An Uncle Sal, who is on a riverboat, calling his nephew, who's the idiot punk with the spike braided hair, mm-hmm. um, and threatening him that if he doesn't get the $10,000 they need in ransom money from the dog they're stealing, he's going to fucking kill him. And the reason why he's saying that is um, he... This is a, a, a scene where I wrote down some exact quotes because I needed it. Yeah. He goes, I, I just, I need you to, I need to ask you, are you skimming the cream dogs, kid? I know you're skimming the cream dogs. Yeah. I mean, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Trust. When your old man went to the slammer, he told me to take care of you, put a roof over your head, treat you like a son, didn't he? Didn't he? Yes, sir. Then you went off and got greedy. Started skimming some of the cream dogs for yourself and your little oh my punk gang. Because he thinks that his punk nephew is skimming money off the dogs that they're uh, they're dog napping. Yes, no, I think that skimming he's the cream. He's stealing the more. He's stealing dogs behind his back and not. Yeah, doing, that's true. He could be doing that. I think that that's what it is. I think that he's yeah. doing dog napping on his own on the side, and he's accusing him. I think you can't, you can't skim the cream dogs. That's you can't skim okay. the cream dogs. You can't skim the cream dogs from your uncle Sal, an Italian Texas mafia steamboat operator. <laughs> you know how you know that they're Italian mafia, right? Because they they have an Italian 
accent. No, no, because they put little velvet roses on their collars no, so that you can see that they're Italian. It was on his cell phone, too. It was on his cell phone, too, yeah. They made, they made a prop <laughs> on his cell phone that was, like, the black case. velvet case that yeah. had a little, yeah. uh, like, velvet rose on it so that you know that he's Italian. So, at, at this point, uh, our main character girl and French girl decide that they're going to go ask around town to see if they can find more information about this studded letter fetish collar that they found in the house. I want to say one right. last thing, though, really, really yeah. quickly about the punk's hideout, which is they have a campfire in the woods. Oh, yeah, they're just hanging out in the <laughs> woods. Where you can shoot. Did you know you can shoot for free in the woods? <laughs> yeah. Because I did. Like, they just have a bunch of logs around a campfire, and this is yeah. their, like, secret criminal hideout it's yep. anyway yeah so they're gonna find this fetish collar around town well, it's, so there's a bunch of scenes of them talking to random people in the town i'll go through each one but essentially they're just asking them about the collar and trying to gather information so their first was they are attempting to go into i think a clothing store and there's texas man outside missing most of his teeth yeah, which who is shaking them down for money he does a joke about that, too, because everybody's yeah. going like, oh, you're mile-wide Texas smile. And then he goes like, oh, you aren't yeah. from around here, are you? So they're like, they yeah. show them his their mile-wide Texas smile, and he looks at them and goes, yeah, you got all your teeth. <laughs> Not like Texas, where we're all filthy and awful. Jesus Christ, these people hate uh, Texas. There's also Grandma, who's gardening, who she's mm -hmm. yelling at them and saying, hey, if your little dog comes over here, I'll fucking kill it. Yep. Yep. There's there's clothing shop guy who's a piece of shit. Yeah, so it's like a clothing shop slash Spencer's gift slash pawn shop. It is. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Um, which he basically just tells them to fuck off if they don't have seven dollars to buy and do anything in the store. I guess I don't. He know. makes people pay. Se That's a recurring theme in this. This guy yeah. comes in a couple times and is always like, "You gotta have your seven dollars to be in my store, so I can give you information." Yeah. Eat. No loitering, kid. Yeah. Um, and then there's also Ice Cream Man, who, when they ask him about the collar, he dumps the ice cream in his hair, and then back yeah. into the cone no he just takes it he puts it in a cone smacks it on his face and then gives it to them and she's like uh you've got hair in my ice cream oh i'm sorry let me get you another one <sighs> just loogies on it and gives her that like, what a piece of shit <laughs> like and why why we know why, why because happening we know that one because he's actually one of the punks and he's being a piece of shit but the rest of them the rest of them why? But even even him, why would he, like, that's just drawing attention to you? Why would he do this? So, anyway. So the two kids decide, alright, let's go to French girl's grandmama and mm -hmm. see if we can get some more information that way or something that might help us out. And and they go and meet French grandmama, and there's a really good scene where the phone's ringing, and I'll let you talk about this scene because it's so good. Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So... They, it was right after they saw the grandma outside, who's her neighbor, I guess. Yeah. And her neighbor is yelling about, like, oh, I'm going to kill your dog if it comes over here. If it, if it touches one blade of my grass, I'm breaking that dog's paws. Something like that. She, she actually says, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's something like that. Yeah. Anyways, they go inside and they're like, and she's like, oh, were you arguing with the neighbor lady? That's not very nice. And But she doesn't have her hearing aid in. And so the, they're like, well, she deserved it. She's being, like, a bitch or something. Something yeah. like that. She goes, she hits you with a switch. Well, then she deserved it. And it was kind of crazy. <laughs> it was actually a really yeah. good scene of, like, yeah. them being confused about it. And then she gets a call, which is from the punks? From the punks, makes yeah. no sense, because they already said that well, they needed to give $10,000 for the dog. Yes, because the the French girl's poodle got a dog napped earlier. Yeah, um, and this is the grandma who had the dog, so they're calling her to try and extort money out of her, right? So I guess, but the French girl had already known they wanted ten thousand dollars for the dog, and it had been kidnapped. So I don't yeah. know why they needed to reestablish that, but whatever. Yeah. So he, they're calling the grandma now to re-extort her, 
and she they're like you have 20 this is urgent you have 24 she's like hold up i need my hearing aid hang on and sets the phone down and she starts like going rummaging through the house for it and it just kind of cuts back to the punks just like standing there in their woods going like what, what do we do uh, yeah, wait we for do a little while let's grandma rummages around and then she <laughs> finds her hearing aid puts it in and she goes like yes what were you saying they're like you heard we were saying you have 24 hours to give us ten thousand dollars or we're gonna we're gonna kill your dog we'll, we'll and they'll cut off your ear cut off yeah we're gonna cut ear. off one of the dog's yeah. ears and mail it to you and she goes yeah. and what are you going to do with your ears i was in the french resistance i'm gonna cut your ears off and mail it back to you you little shits <laughs> she yeah yeah. And then heads up. Yeah. Like, holy shit, Grandma. Most badass grandma of all time. It rules. <laughs> I'll fuck you up, you little bastards. I'll have you know I killed hundreds of Nazis in my day. Yeah. Like, goddamn, Grandma. Holy shit. Yeah, I love that she's like, and what will they do with your ears when I cut them off and mail them to you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, so, so then they go into the attic, which, go ahead, boinks. Yeah, so they go to the attic because they're looking around for random things, I guess. And uh, our main character girl is just playing around with a lock that's on a chest. And the French girl's like, oh, you do not want to do that. That, that, there's stuff in there and, uh, um, it's old. Mm-hmm. Which, which she then determines the lock combination and opens and there's a secret compartment which they also open because they just know it's there and that's where all the nazi paraphernalia is um and they uh, and and they find the book that her grandma hid um which has a bracelet hidden inside of the pages that that they take out the bracelet around the pages by the way okay I want to reiterate just something really quickly here. So in the opening Hitler ritual scene, she puts on the bracelet and she does like a weird motion and it kind of does like a burn sound effect or something. Yeah. And when they open up the thing now, where the Hitler, yeah, yeah, where the Hitler painting was, it's now ashes. And inside of the book, there's like burn rings all around this bracelet. So like, this is very obviously a uh, fire power bracelet, right? Sure. Whatever. Fuck no. <laughs> of course it isn't. What's wrong with you, you idiots? But of course it okay. doesn't have that. Like what happens is our main character takes the bracelet out of the book and puts it on and immediately becomes evil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holy shit, she becomes evil. And and she goes on a revenge spree against everybody that wronged her in the last five minutes. Yes. Like she she goes back to the gardening lady outside and magically takes control of a lawnmower and that chases her around and eats all of her flowers and I assume attacks her at some point. I want to expand like, on this a little bit in that she puts on the bracelet and they do like they speed up the footage yeah. where she just suddenly is like running super super fast and. She yeah. runs downstairs, grabs her bike, and then she goes, and does this growl. She's like growling at them. Yeah. And then at the grandma, and the grandma growls back at her. The and outside like grandma. Growl off for a minute, and then suddenly the lawnmower, like you said, does all the chasing. Yeah. The lawnmower is very clearly off. <laughs> what the fuck Bring is happening? On. Bring it on. Get him! Beat that grandma! Yeah. No, it is. Yeah, somebody's just holding it out of frame. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but okay. So, but it's off too, though. Like it's it's mowing over the the garden, but the lawnmower is also very clearly off and not doing any damage to any of these flowers. Okay, but she physically assaults this grandma. Yes. Right, and then she goes back to the clothing store. Yep. And and the dude's shaking down this kid for $7 that was looking around his store again. Because that's his thing. And and she just turns into a fucking mariachi costume character with a revolver. 
a real gun that she loads with red hots. <laughs> okay, I'm like, please make sure that you do the red hot loading. And, and, she, and she just starts blasting at him as he, as he starts running from the shop with random kids piling in from the side laughing at him in a fucking nightmare sequence. Yes. What the fuck? Yes. And then she steals a bunch of clothes from the store, walks out and says, I bought them. Yep. <laughs> Yo, I got these clothes for you. And the little French girl's following her this whole time going, yeah. Oh, mademoiselle, no, 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 we, oui. no, you cannot do this. Please do not go on a murder and stealing spree, you horrible monster. So then she goes to the ice cream guy, who is a piece of shit. <laughs> Which is where I wrote down ice cream nightmare. Yeah, do you want to talk about ice cream nightmare? No, you go ahead. I'm, I'm okay. good. Okay, okay. <laughs> say that my note for it was just ice cream nightmare because I don't I, know how to describe it. I'm a little exasperated right now. But she goes to the ice cream guy. The ice cream guy is like, oh, you're back? Let me spit on more ice cream, you little shit. <laughs> so so she throws one scoop of ice cream at him. He's like, oh no, you got me. Is that the best you got? And he starts walking towards her like he's gonna beat her up. So she gets an even bigger scoop of ice cream. And it's, like, literally, like, a cannonball of ice cream, and it hits him in the fucking face. She has a, she has a like, catapult. Yeah, it's like a catapult. Out of yeah. Yeah. I don't know where she's got a catapult. The first time, too, I want to, again, expand a little bit in that she doesn't just come up and throw ice cream at him. She comes up, and then suddenly we get a scene of, like, like and she has a baseball uniform on she's on a pitcher's mound she's holding a ball of ice cream in her hand like baseball baseball. yeah 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 and there is a crowd of cheerleaders all wearing shirts that say ice cream on them singing a song for her and then she throws it at him that's true and then he gets a bat because because he also has a baseball bat obviously yeah yeah. And, and he's like okay i'm ready Winds up for it, ready for the next pitch, and she pulls out a fucking bazooka. <laughs> and also, his bat, his bat is a, like a, gray, a yellow and green striped, like, yeah. bat, but it's for, like, little children? Like, it, yeah. it would be for, like, a six-year-old. And, and she pulls out the bazooka, though. She blasts him from the yes. back after, as he's running away and shoots him in the back. Yeah. Like, Holy shit, lady. (laughs) And then we go back to the attic or the grandma's house um, and her and the French girl were talking. She's like, you know what? Maybe I'm a terrible person. (laughs) Yes, yes, she actually has this conversation where she's like, you know, I think I'm a bad enough person that I shouldn't have all this power. And I'm like, yes, correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. As it turns out, Nazi super weapons are bad. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. <laughs> I I don't even know if I want to talk about the next scene because I hate it. I I will. Okay, I'll I'll handle it real quick. Yeah. Um, so, like, this is where this movie is just such a nightmare. It because the the little girl's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have it. She puts it away, and then you see the little French girl looking through all the paraphernalia. And she sees a salute, like like a, a photo of all of them doing a Nazi salute. And yeah. so she slowly in the mirror, like stands at it and like like she's hypnotized, raises her arm and does the Roman salute so that her grandma can come in and scream and at her and it's an extended scene. Yes. It's a really it's long like... scene of her like very slowly being hypnotized in the mirror by this photo of people doing the Nazi salute with like swastikas and SS banners and all kinds of things. And then she slowly like looks up into the mirror and like her eyes go wide as she slowly raises her arm and they have like a, like sound clips in the background of like the rallies. And then grandma runs in and is like, no, you cannot do this. No, no, no. And then they have a little thing where she goes, Nazis are bad. Don't, don't do that. I guess. I guess. It doesn't really go into it at all. It just goes like, you shouldn't do that salute. I'm not going to tell you why, but it's bad. They set it up for a real talk and then didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking hell. Um, Media but- cut to Girl Sprout's task force where she goes, you know, I have a different superpower that we can use. 
I have the girl sprouts, which is their Girl Scouts knockoff, which she's so, wearing a uniform for this. Because yeah, time. we didn't notice that, or we didn't mention that. I says yeah, um, she only wears a Girl Sprouts mm -hmm. uh, uniform at all times and never takes it off, and it's the only outfit she has. And her parents keep on talking about how like you you need to wash that. It's real fucking funky. Yep. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah. But she, so she decides to use the power of the girl sprouts to gain an army that she can utilize against these punks and help solve her problems. Yep. Right? So she goes to a girl sprout meeting where they're talking about the accomplishments that they've done that week, which is, uh -huh. you know, like, uh, I got my, my whatever badge that they got. Yeah. And they're talking about that. I went and helped seniors clean up trash. Yeah, and then all the adults just let her walk to the front, and she goes, I need you to become my personal army. And they all go, yes, mistress. Yeah, well, and she's, well, one of the kids is like, will that get me a sympathy badge? I need a sympathy badge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not an yeah. empathy badge at all. I just want to sympathize with things. I don't... I don't <laughs> I, I, nobody in this movie has learned sympathy unless they get the sympathy badge. I don't think anybody's no. gotten one yet. So at this point, the punks are a little pissed off at this girl that shot a bazooka at their punk ice cream friend. Fuck, this movie's weird. And, <laughs> and, and they they take their, their small child that they've somewhat abducted into their punk group to be an underling called Bart, who only wears filthy clothes. And they hang him upside down over the girl's fence so that he can dog nap Rufus. Yes. Okay, and they leave a ransom note. Yes. Because So all this happened while the girls were out being little shits. So our main character comes back to the house where the cops are uh, because of the dog napping. Mm -hmm. And the parents are talking to the cop and saying, oh no, there's a ransom note. $10,000 do you think they take credit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then the cop, she goes, oh, I'll get my dog back. And the cop looks at her and he goes, I'll get the money. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I have, I have uh, the exact quote of this. He goes, and how do you plan to do that little lady? Cause he's Texas. Of course. Yeah. He goes legally in that exact tone of voice to him. And they're like, yeah, you tell that fucking cop. You tell him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> they really hate cops in this movie. It's one of the one good thing, one of the good things this movie does. They fucking hate the cops. They, they caricature the cops really well. Yes. Also, the cops are wearing security uh like uniforms that they found in like a thrift store somewhere. Mm -hmm. But then they like they left the security badges on the cop uniforms, but then took, like, police badges that they found or made and just taped them over them. Yeah, it's just on top of the other badge. It's, yes. It's such a bad costume. You can see them peeling off most of the time, so it's just, like, this double badge. It's amazing. Well, okay, so after she tells the cop to fuck off and she's gonna get the money... Uh, she goes to her room, she goes to bed for the night, and she's wondering about what to do about this ransom, and it's a really tough situation. And then we hard cut to smooth jazz. I doesn't even show her going to the bedroom, because I don't think it does. I think that it just hard cuts to the jazz, and then just shows I, her wake she, up the next day. She is in bed, and then it, like, soft transitions to it, yeah. Okay. It's a I, dream I, I missed that soft transition, because it was really fast. <laughs> like, five seconds away from legally, it turns into fucking jazz. <laughs> Yes. So in theory, this is a dream sequence. It isn't because of the way they shot it, but it <laughs> is. <laughs> you want to talk about smooth jazz? I can't describe smooth jazz. I can't describe smooth jazz. It's, there's rose petals everywhere, and there's the the guy that is apparently on the football team that we've seen once, and he's playing the piano and looking at her really... Really? And anyway, I'm moving on from well, that uh, part. That, that guy was also at the Girl Sprouts meeting as a model that they were painting in football costume. Yes. Yes. Um, and then 
<laughs> Fuck, this movie is so full. Like, it's just a nightmare scene. I, I it's a nightmare know. scene and a nightmare scene and a nightmare scene. Okay. And none of it's able to be described. We're 30 some minutes into the podcast. I need to remind everybody we are not exaggerating. This no. is this film. This happened. I have to keep interrupting you to add detail because you're not describing enough of the nightmare stuff. <laughs> But there's rose petals around and there's, like, people on trumpets and he's doing, like, weird sexy looks at the camera and his, like, football gear while he does smooth jazz on the piano and... Rufus and there's, like, King and crown and she's dancing and, yeah. Oh, yeah, the dog. Yeah, Rufus is there and he's wearing a crown and a cape. I forgot about that. So then they, like, zoom him in towards the camera and he's flying his smooth jazz plays and they like soft focus it as like a fisheye soft focus lens kind of thing, and then she wakes up. And that's that scene. <laughs> that's that scene. And and that's then scene. she goes downstairs because their parents are wondering what to do about the money still. And at the same time, her mom gets a call saying, "We found your couch. That's the important thing. Your couch that was gone. Come pick it up. It's in yes. the trash." And at the same time, she's embarrassed because all of the girl sprouts are showing up and jamming like wads of cash, like huge stacks of cash into their front door yep. to donation drive, I guess. Like uh, these little girls been going out and mugging people or something and she's now got a criminal empire. I don't know. No, think. it's legally. Okay. It, she manipulated the Girl Scouts into collecting money for, sorry, girl sprouts are legally distinct. Mm-hmm. Um, into getting money for her in the guise that it would be for the French girl's poodle, who is dead at this point in the film, we find out. (laughs) Which, okay, they just say, at one point, the little French girl just goes, ah, they killed my Elka. We've never seen the punks say anything about that. They never do, like, the punks don't tell her that. She just knows it. Psychically, I guess. She's just fucking dead. And and then what she does instead is she's like, she goes to the church where they have their Girl Sprout meeting, even though they had a community center for it earlier. And, and she's like, oh, you remember all that money? Thank you so much for donating it. That dog's fucking dead, but I'm going to use it for my dog instead. <laughs> I'm just taking it for myself. <laughs> she just goes like, Thank you all for raising all this money. Um, It's mine now. Thank you. And everybody claps. Yes. Yeah. 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 And her mom shows up at the church because she left because she was so embarrassed about everybody giving her money. But that's also where all the Girl Sprouts are who are going to give her money. And they give her a huge pity party about her lost dog. Yes. And the the mom also, when she drives, so she sneaks out because she's so embarrassed that they're jamming money in the front door and she hates it. She's like, I don't want to be a beggar too. Which, yeah, they shouldn't be. They're in a giant mansion and the dad's talking about his fucking oil wells. So she gets in their Hummer and drives away with the big longhorns on it. And she drives past the house where you can see the Hummer in the driveway with the big longhorns on it. She's in the car in the tooth. It's like... Do they have two of them? I don't... I, I, is it just hummers all the way down? I don't know. So yeah, then the little girl goes on her bike to the church, and then the mom shows up there later because the hummer's obviously slower than the bike. The but bike? Why did she go to the church anyways? Why would she know that they're there? I... So the, the two kids, the French girl and our main character, show up at the white trash house after getting a ride from Dr... What's his face? I don't know. In his, in his like roadster. Yeah. Um. And and they show up there, and the white trash lady opens the door with her curlers and her hair, uh, <laughs> and she she starts hollering at the doctor in the car. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, how you doing? Uh, how are you? Freshly single? Yes." Yeah, she's like an arm pump. She wiggles her fingers and then does an arm pump. And I want to point out too, okay, so we just said like, well, the doctor, and you're like, well, where did this doctor come from? We don't fucking know either! You know! I don't know. But just suddenly shows up and he's like, I'm vet doctor so-and-so with my cool roadster thing. You little girls want to ride to this white trash woman's house? Who also happens to be the realtor that yeah. sold you your mansion? What? 
Why is she and, the white trash mobile home lady then? And, and white trash lady is the mother of uh, the kid that is getting bullied by the punks named Bart, who also yes. dognapped her dog. So they, they see the kid uh, running away as they're in his house, essentially. Yes. And they go after him and they run it over um, to a pool with him. Uh, I guess, right? Or no, is no, no, because no, they they just know it's the kid, or at least they just they know, know it's the kid. kid. That that it's happens like, later. Um, because um, what happens? We find out that the cop is in on it afterwards. Because because they're they're wandering around and they hear the cop over the fence talking yeah. to the punks. Yes, and the cop yeah. is getting hush money from them so that they can continue their dog napping ring. Yeah. So then the next scene, I think, is this. Uh, I have it written down as this. It, it, it was hard to keep track of all of them. I have a lot of notes, and they're There's all so in much happening. Um, but this is where then um, my note says, uh, okay, this is really bad. I hate to have to say it, but burka insect netting. Um, That's true. Because yeah. she found a area that said warning insects must wear protective clothing so she takes the burka that she stole from the thrift store spencer's gifts pawn shop thing yeah um, and tricks the punks into chasing her and then she takes them through that but she's protected because she's wearing the the the, the burka it's real bad but at the same that time, had no relation to anything else in this movie, by the way, because that doesn't have any consequences at all. No, but she does find the glasses of the kid that stole her dog during that. Well, season. she found those before. She found those outside when the cop was talking. Those were over the fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. it still has nothing to do with this scene. No, it doesn't have anything to do with this scene. But they do go after that kid afterwards, and they yes. drag him to the pool. And, yes. and then they start fucking waterboarding him for information in the pool. They're drowning this child in the pool. Like, very literally. They, they shoot yes. him in the pool. And, and we're like, are they going to drown him in the pool as, like, information? Yes. And I was like, no, they can't go that far. And then she starts dunking him in the water. And, and they know that far. <laughs> yep. So then the cop walks in on this to tell her that, you know she probably shouldn't worry about the punks and not to stop it at all. No, not like, to stop in, the waterboarding. In not the background, play. while they're talking to her inside the house, the French girl is still waterboarding this other child in the pool behind them. And, and, and the sitting there. And the kid snitches. The kid snitches. He tells them all about the punk's plan of dognapping and getting money and that they're skimming on the side and taking <laughs> money from their Uncle Sal. Yeah, and then, okay. And, so, yeah. which means that then we hard caught to Uncle Sal's steamboat, where a man is feeding a chihuahua hot sauce off of a lettuce leaf, um, and then Uncle Sal comes in and talks about how uh, he needs to stop feeding them pepper sauce because it's making him go off of his meds and think that there is a dog farting conspiracy um, where all of the dogs are being stinky specifically to him. And maybe if they didn't get fed pepper sauce, they wouldn't be so stinky. So then the it goes to the, the goon's perspective where all the dogs are, are farting and it zooms in on the dog's asses over and over as they fart. And then he leans into the one dog and it blows the hinges off of its cage and puts like soot all over him because it's such a big, stinky, nasty fart because of all of this hot sauce he's been feeding them off of lettuce leaves. And then it goes back to the rest of the movie. And don't worry about that. That never happens again. It has nothing to do with the rest of the scenes. I'm not fucking shitting you. I'm not making this up. I'm not that fucking creative. It's a dog farting conspiracy. That happened. That was real. Uh, so that did happen, right? Like, I didn't just write that down. No, that was real. Okay. So, so the girl decides that she's going to trick the punks. Into thinking she had the $10,000 by stuffing a backpack full of newspaper. Um, and she she takes the call from the punk. She's like, yeah, I have your fucking money. Yeah, what you gonna do, criminal? <laughs> oh, oh, you do? Oh, uh, well, meet me at the pier at 10. Yeah, I'll be fucking there, kid. Yeah, meet me at pier one. 
the store imports yeah yes but like no but he but he like names it he's like oh like like meet me yeah. at like pure one kind of thing describe yeah. pure one <laughs> uh, it's a dock in the swamp which is not a pier yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just a dock in a shitty little pond yeah. probably at the same park they shot all the escape sequences in. yeah so okay but at this point this is too much for french girl she is done with this girl's shit there's no she more shit be. here because because this girl was being abusive and terrible to her and stealing things and attacking people with bazookas Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she is fed up and we get a, a nice touching montage about their friendship breaking they had no friendship there this was no. there was nothing here no but after the friendship montage the parents show up and they're like don't worry girl you don't need to go out and deal with those punks we've solved the problem we're gonna go get a new dog <laughs> <laughs> buy you a new dog That'll solve the problem. Everyone and, in and this movie is <laughs> shitty as hell. They're and all she, the worst. Rightfully, she rightfully tells them to fuck off. Yes, it's the one time where I'm like, this little girl finally has it right. She's like, you don't understand anything, do you? That dog's my friend. You don't just replace it. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote down after that, it's a dog emergency because she goes, she runs back up to the... Um, why she's in she's in the burka again which is weird but she she goes to the the doctor in his cool car and she's like i need a ride uh it's a dog emergency life or death yes i know why she's in the burka i know why she's in the burka i remember oh yeah yeah. she sneaks away from her parents because she says that she needs to go to the bathroom and then she dresses in the burka so that then when she leaves the bathroom, her mom's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, you're, you're a burka person and I can't talk to you or something? I don't not know. Not my small child. You're yeah. not my small child because you're in a burka, I guess. Oh, okay, so, and that's because she tricked her parents into taking her to the park to get ice cream. Um, yeah, she goes, just, a, a, yeah. a new dog won't solve this problem for me. You know what will, though, if you take me to the park for ice cream, that'll be better. Yeah, yeah. the trick to solve every child's problem is, hey, you want some ice cream? You're just a little guy. It's your birthday. You, you see the punk ice cream salesperson, and he screams and runs away. Runs and, away. But, okay, so so she away. meets the punk, the, the shitty punk with the awful hair. Uh, the, the main one, yeah. The pier, in big air quotes. Um, and, and Bart is there, the small child, with the dog, giving it a very good hug in a boat. Uh, second and, pet. This was this is pet yeah, counter yeah. number two. It took us like an hour to get to second pet, but we finally had a dog get petted again. Yes, and, and she gives him the backpack. He tells her to get on the boat, kicks it off into the pond, and then pulls out the plug on the boat to, to drain it so that it, you know, sinks. And they can both swim, so they can just leave. Except there's B-roll of alligators in Texas! There's some very, very obvious B-roll of alligators around them, quote-unquote. Yeah. And, and at this point, the French girl shows up. It's like, viva la resistance! <laughs> <laughs> and, and throws the bracelet past the punk into the boat. And what happens next is undescribable, but I will let you try. God damn it. Because I refuse. <laughs> so we see the French girl. She talks to her grandma first and is like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Grandma, should I, grandmère, may, may I steal your secret Nazi super weapon to do an evil? That's and grandma true. goes, Well, maybe you shouldn't, but sometimes there's extenuating circumstances. So I don't know, I guess. That's literally that conversation. I mean, I I killed hundreds of Nazis in my day, kid. Go for it. Yeah, sometimes you have to break the rules. And I don't know. So then she grabs the bracelet and runs. And we're like, oh, she's going to use it because she's the one good person in this film besides maybe the grandma. And then that that makes sense. Okay. So she runs down to the dock and we're like, yeah, she's going to put on the bracelet. No, okay. She's throwing it to the evil girl. Sure. Why? Why she literally that? said, I cannot handle this power because I'm an awful monster. Yeah. And she goes, well, gotta unleash an awful monster. Throws it to the little girl who, as we established earlier, when she puts on the bracelet, gets the mask powers. She just yes. gets cartoon mask powers. So she 
transforms into a princess with a big floppy broom wand, um, which she uses to turn the punk into a pretty pink princess um, and make dance for her. And then they're back on the pier. I, oh God, I'm trying to remember how this all goes. So she, she makes him dance and hypnotizes him into thinking he's a ballerina. Uh, and then she breaks the spell just to fuck with him. <laughs> yeah. And and he he calls his punk friends. He's like, hey, I actually need backup. This is actually kind of fucked. <laughs> this is so, fucking weird, man. So, so they show up and she re-hypnotizes him. This is very Molly Moon, by the way. Yes. And and he uh, is dancing around again. And then they're like, oh. Yeah, they gay. do a homophobia here. Oh, he's yeah. gay. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, all of the fucking Girl Scouts come marching up over the hill, <laughs> one by one, and, and like guns. Oh, I, oh, flags. oh, oh! In the meantime, also real quickly, yeah. uh, in the woods, we see creeping up to this whole scene one of the Italian mobsters. Oh yeah, um, with a gun. No, 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 no! You gun. don't get to call that a gun and just say that's a gun. It's a, it's a sawed-off shotgun that's a revolver is the best way that I can explain it. It looks like a curved pipe that they put a piece of wood over. Yeah, it's some fucking yeah. weird shit. It's but, pretty but incredible. He's sneaking around. We think he's going to fucking blast them. Mm. Or hold somebody hostage or something. And nothing happens, so don't worry. There's nothing exciting about that. But no. the entire army of Girl Scouts shows up. And they start just beating the shit out of these punks and, like, pelting them with rocks and spitting on them. One girl fucking starts eating the guy's leg. Yes! Like, literally. literally. Just chewing on his fucking leg. In the credits, yeah. she's listening to this girl biting leg or biting yeah. leg girl or something. Or... Yeah, biting, um, uh, what? Girl sprout. Biting sprout is what they call her. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Biting sprout. So, yeah. but, but... Some of the punks start fighting back, and they're like, yeah, what are you going to do? We're going to beat you up, Girl Scouts. So they they part. The Girl Scouts part, and an entire football team starts running out and just starts fucking shoulder shit blasting and yeah, they're tackling the shit them. out of them, getting in a circle and just kicking them on the ground, fucking boys style. <laughs> I want to, right. yeah, I, I want to. <laughs> Like, make certain, too, that when we see the girl sprouts show up, it's like, oh, okay, well, all the little girls are following her because they're all And the adults! Sprouts. No, the adults are, yeah, I was gonna say, the adults are there beating the shit out of these kids! Like, all the adults show up and start doing it! What the fuck? It's so fucked! So, then, Punk Man in his pretty pink princess costume dances over to the girl with the bracelet to pretend that he's under her spell again and then wrestles the bracelet off of her and then puts it on himself but he can't because his hand is really big because he's a fucking doofus yeah and so he puts it over like two fingers and he turns bright red and I, when i say he turns bright red i mean they put like a red filter over him I assume it's because it heated up like it did with the book at the beginning of the movie. So it's like making him very hot and uh, like burning him. But it doesn't look like that. It looks really shitty. <laughs> it, don't, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't make any sense. And it's like zooming yeah. in and out and like shaking the camera all over the place. And you're all weird kind of nightmare bullshit as like yeah. the people in the background. And they're, she's in her princess magical wand costume screaming and dancing and he's flopping around on this dock in all red and but anyway so she gets the bracelet back finishes them off execution style mm -hmm. that is an exaggeration i don't actually remember what happens <laughs> but she, she finishes them off by calling the feds with their magic powers that come and arrest them all and then they also go onto the boat and arrest everybody on the on the boat um yeah, it and just then, cuts to the scene yeah. of the mobster being arrested by the feds. They're like, oh shit, it's the, the feds! And then the feds come in and take yeah. all the dogs, I guess? I don't know. And, and the cop also got arrested at this point, off screen. Uh, but sure. the whole the whole town shows up at a theater afterwards to celebrate um, 
these punks getting destroyed and the mafia being taken down because I guess the town also was kind of in on it or something. Whatever. And and uh, we didn't even mention the fucking creepy twins. Jesus Christ, there's creepy twins in this yes, movie. Texas twins, which, okay, when oh, they got in the beginning, they're like weird Texas cheerleader shining twins that sing songs at you about Texas whenever you get off a plane in Texas. Yeah, but they also sing the get off a plane in Texas song here for no reason. Yes. <laughs> and in the backstage, the little girl, our main character, is talking with the resistance fighter grandma, and she's like, hey, I don't think I should have this power. You can have it back. I'm, like, kind of a piece of shit. And the grandma's like, no, you keep it. She goes, the, the bracelet only chooses, chooses those who, who should wield it. So apparently, um, you should wield it. Did I mention it's a Nazi bracelet? So it's probably picking pretty fucked up people. When I was undercover with the Nazis and they were burning books, I found it hidden on a bookshelf and I kept it. And then you yeah, it. she talks about how yeah. she's like they were burning books and I was undercover with a, she and it's like wait they were no you were you were burning <laughs> like the way that she describes it it's very yeah. obvious that she was there burning she books. was there I guess undercover doing the same thing yes but and you stay undercover but she kept the yeah. swastika uniform in her yeah. attic for 60 years or they, whatever. They did make it very clear that she was a resistance fighter and against them, but they also made money the message quite a bit. Um, yeah. Why would you keep all that? Why would you have a picture of none? Why would you have a picture of all them all saluting? Why would you have swastikas why would you have a in Hitler your house? Painting? Why would, why would you, you keep have a Hitler painting? Anyway, the point is she gives it to the little shit. <laughs> As yeah. some sort of message about learning how to grow, and it wasn't. And and then the movie ends, and we get a bunch of footage that wasn't in the film, for some reason. Okay, and when you say a bunch of footage that wasn't in the film, I think that, like, we were talking... We've had them do outtakes yeah. where it's just, like, actors going, like, uh... Uh, what's, line? My line? Yeah. what's my line here <laughs> oh god i can't remember my line and like they put that as quote-unquote funny outtakes this isn't that this is they just take like random home movie footage from other people that were in the film i guess it's yeah it's, it's like the... people that were on set shot shot stuff just randomly and then they're like yeah let's put it in yeah and it, it it's not even outtakes, it's no. totally unrelated to the film. Like, a lot of it is, like, them walking through the park and just talking to people. And, like, yeah. I, I, yeah. It, it was, I don't know. The, the movie. Oh, movie. Also, um, the, the little punk kid who was being bullied by them, um, and they had kidnapped his dog early on, Doodles, uh, which was a little cute pug. Um, yeah. He also doodles back and he yells doodles and we get the third pet counter when he runs oh, over and hugs oh doodles. this is important the mm. french girl's dog isn't actually dead they were fucking with us right <laughs> yeah and Pluto Pluto comes back too. Thing when the girls are singing about taxes yeah oh yeah because like the, the sheriff comes in he's like oh by the way your dog's not actually dead ha ha we just wanted to fuck with you we were holding the dog for days yep we found it and didn't want to tell you. Yep. God, fuck off. <laughs> oh, God damn. This it. is one of the most bizarre experiences I've ever had in my life. There's also a it special, might be the most bizarre. Yeah. There's a special thanks in the credits to Olive Garden. <laughs> there is. There's a special thanks to Olive Garden. You're not wrong. And also to Bob 105.5 FM with the alien. <laughs> I'm not I'm not joking about that either. Wow. Um, what a movie. What a movie. Like ten minutes long too. There's like a thousand people in this movie. There's so many people in this I movie. I especially thank every single person that ever even looked towards the camera or like they even, lived in a city yeah. in Texas. Like, they individually thanked all of the dogs, the cat, the snake, the tarantula, the rat. Everything yeah, there's all this in the movie too, like, There's all that. That also is in the movie. Don't, don't worry about it. Like, by name. Every yes. animal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then they, they make it clear also in the credits. They say, also, all of their stinky problems have been cleared up. 
Yeah, there's no more farting. We've they say that specifically. That is like word for word from the credits. Holy shit. What a film. This might be a masterpiece. <laughs> this is this is one of the greatest films I've ever experienced. It's it is uh, it's impossible to fully describe it. It's my notes are indecipherable to anyone even myself. <laughs> some of the dogs huh doodles is my favorite doodles is a 15 out of 10 dog doodles rules yeah, doodles is like a small bulldog right little pug kind of pug thing kind of thing yeah it's like a pug it's adorable it loves getting hugs um there's yeah 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 no rufus is pretty great too rufus is the main pomeranian yeah, Rufus is good. I would give Rufus like a 14 out of 10, maybe. Yeah, Rufus is slightly below Doodles, but I want to point out that in almost every scene that Doodle that Rufus is in, Rufus has a blep. Rufus has like its tongue That's half true. out. That's true. Pretty fucking great. Yeah. They also, also they the... keep putting Rufus in like king costumes and stuff and yeah. fisheye lenses. And they they use a, a fan a lot to blow his hair back so it looks yeah, like... Yeah, they do a lot of yeah. weird blowing Rufus's hair back scenes. Yeah, um, and then there's Elka, which is the pink poodle. Uh, Elka's whatever. No, I, I, I feel bad. F- yeah. I, I, I wanna, I'm gonna give Elka an 11 out of 10 anyways because I feel like Elka didn't deserve any of this shit because Elka's just... No. They dyed this poor poodle pink, and I don't think that, that needed to yeah, happen. Don't don't dye your dog's hair. No. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. I I don't even know how to fucking end this movie. I don't know how to end this episode. I have no idea. Suddenly jazz. I Fuck yes. yeah. My whole life ruined by dogs.